Welcome everyone to the Gentleman's Atlas podcast. I'm your host, Isaac, and on this podcast, we aim to help you become the hero of your own story and live life on your terms. Thank you for tuning in today, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. And welcome back, gentlemen, to another episode of the Gentleman's Atlas podcast. Thank you all for joining me again today, and I hope you are ready for today's episode. Today is going to be a stories and perspective oriented once again as a fireside chat. This one I've been thinking about whether or not to publish, whether or not to make an episode about, and I think that to those that will understand it and those that are interested in how it works, this topic is going to be very beneficial to moving up your stages in your life or setting up for multiple areas of your life to succeed at the same time. So many of you may be aware of the analogy people have used as comparing life to a game of chess, moves and counter moves. And to this idea of strategic thinking, we have to understand that taking life as a game of chess, moving positions, making moves for future wins is an incredibly enjoy, enjoyable and beneficial process that we can strive to engage in. This is called several different things, and there's been great books about it. One of my favorites is Your Next Five Moves by Patrick Bet David. And in the book he talks about, he originally named the book to be where it was going to be 15, 20 moves, which in chess, that's what the grandmasters can plan ahead. Um, and they settled on five, but think about it. A grandmaster in a, in a game of chess thinks 15 moves ahead of where they are currently. I mean, think about that from a standpoint in your life. If you knew the next 15 things that were in your control that would then happen in your life, I mean, you weren't a great position to move stuff. So comparing life to a game of chess, you have to understand that thinking strategically and thinking not of the effects of now, but the effects of one day, one week, one month, one year, or several months, and then one year, two years, that's one thing. And then you also have the effect of how does this transition me to a better position, right? How does this affect my scalability here? How does this move play into this move? And so that's where it can get very complicated. And the reason why I'm not making this just a facts and having this as just like game of chess, game of chess, is because I want to dive into a little bit of the story of you can't really become a great strategic player and think super ahead if you can't really control your now. So if things in the current moment are distracting you, taking you away from where you're supposed to go, you'll never be able to actually plan those next five moves because you're still caught up in not even doing your next move. Because the problem is, is that we can probably be really good strategic planners, but if we fail to execute, none of it actually matters. None of it gets put into play. And that's the entire purpose of why we make a plan is to execute on said plan. And so before we continue into the part of executing on said plan, I want to talk a bit about how organizing my life, how structuring my life, how building routines in my life completely changed the game so that way I could pave the way to think more strategic, to plan more strategic. So like I've mentioned before, and if you go back to the episodes where I talk about my journey through COVID 
and some others where I've talked to several guests, I was a guy who really liked to play video games. I was a guy that did what was required so I could spend time doing stuff that I liked, which was mostly playing video games. And, you know, I mean, I was also disorganized. I wasn't, you know, my room wasn't tidy. My house wasn't tidy. Um, and so a lot of stuff wasn't put together. I wasn't well put together. I didn't have my stuff together. And in that sense, I was always going from one thing to the next and to the next. Everything was just for the sake of doing. And again, I had my transformation during COVID. But one of the things that I've realized that I didn't even know then is that as my life got structure, as I stopped playing video games, as I stopped doing things that were killing off my time, and I started being more consistent with my sleep, with my diet, with the gym, with self-improvement, I was able to see things from a more strategic position because the other areas of my life were already more well-balanced. So again, and I've mentioned this before, but having a starting point is important. You first need to understand where you are. Don't compare yourself to others right now. In this moment, we're focusing on, okay, here's where I am. And then you look and you say, here's where I want to go. And you cannot get there if it's a complete 180 turnaround and you're not focusing on the small habits and the small routines that define what you do. And what you have to understand too is that the small things that you do, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Greatness comes from being consistently good. Greatness doesn't come from being great one time. It comes from Good, 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 day after day after day. You're repeating it on a day-by-day day to a week-by-week week to a month-by-month month basis. And showing up is what gets you the results. Working hard and working consistently is what gives you the results. Many people can work hard, but the real question is how many people can work hard for a long and extended period of time, especially when things go south. So how does this relate to the game of chess? If you're so caught up in your next move because you're so disorganized and distraught by everything else that could happen, you're never going to be able to plan ahead because you're still so caught up in the move you're not even barely able to do. And let's paint a scenario in the sense that let's say you're in a park and you're playing a game of chess with someone else. This is how it plays out like life. Your next move is moving that one piece. But if you're looking at the trees, the people walking by, the sounds, the smells, and you're letting it take you away from the game that you're paying attention to, that's the problem. And we're painting these other things as distractions that take away from your purpose, not necessarily experiences and pleasures in life. And so once you kind of filter out the distractions and you start focusing on the game that is life, that is played like chess in the sense, then you start thinking, okay, this pawn's going to move here to make space for the bishop, to make space for the knight that can counter move this one. And now you're starting to plan. So how does that look in real life? I'm going to get this license, which is going to raise my position at my job, which is going to open the opportunity for other career options, which then opens the opportunity for me to work for a firm that aligns more closely with my values, which will then give me better experience to start my own firm. That's four moves right there. Again, Moves don't mean that they won't take time. Moves mean that you understand the direction and where you're going. And it might change. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
And that's where adapting comes in. But what you first have to understand is that having a plan, it makes it so much easier to execute on and it makes it so much more probable that it will occur. So another thing that I want to get to mention too is that let me paint how I kind of plan ahead. I see most things as an investment. So I see an ROI, whether it's a it's an instant or it's a long-term ROI. And so I see it as building brand awareness in terms of my personal sense. I see it in building capital. I see it in building relationships. And so in that sense, when I make decisions, I'm thinking in which ways it can benefit me and is it what I need at the moment. So a lot of things are a means to an end, not a means within themselves, right? They fall in, things fall into place inside a bigger plan. That is what I plan out. And with those kinds of plans, I have margins of safety. So I never have a backup plan. No matter what I do, I don't have a backup plan. I have contingencies. I have things that are fail-safes, but they all exist within one plan because and I'm a firm believer that having one plan is the best way to go because if you start having plan A, plan B, plan C, one, you're already ex- you're expecting things to go wrong. You're not expecting the worst. You're expecting things to go wrong in a sense that you're just going to give up. You're like, okay, if this does, if you're going to go through plan A, if plan A doesn't work, I'm just going to give up, going to go to plan B. And when you fail to commit, sometimes you avoid taking risks that might have been able to save it. Or at the same time, you're not as invested in it, which means you might not as you might not start out as strong as you could have. So back to this plan A mentality, it's like, you know, I'm not taking uncalculated risks. I'm making sure they're calculated. I'm making sure they're planned out and they're thorough and I do my due diligence. But going in with one plan, with a strong plan, that's a lot of times the way I go. I don't go in with a backup plan. Two plans is misdirection. Two plans is in a sense weak because you don't know which one you're going to stand behind. It's a band, it's a bandwagon mentality with your own planning. And when you're planning these things to such a detailed level, not that it has to go that way, but you understand the ways it could go, that's a different story and it can really strengthen how your plan is executed if you just stick to one plan. With that being said, sticking to one plan, the best way I look at it is that I prepare for the worst and I expect the best. So I go in with a positive attitude, expecting for the best, and I'm prepared for the worst case scenario. I have the worst case scenario in mind and I have a fail safe and I have a system that's ready for it, but I have the energy and the confidence that things are gonna go well and that I'm able to take control of my situations. And the big thing is that we have to be able to adapt. And right now we're talking about life as a, as a game of chess. But if we relate this back to the episodes where we've been talking about finances, it's the same thing. If you have money and you want it to grow and you want to take some degree of risk and you don't have a way to mitigate or to kind of push through negative times, such as a recession that we're looking at right now, then you're forced to do irrational things because you were not prepared. A person that needs money that they've been investing for the last 20 years at this moment is losing loads of amount of money. They're losing over a fifth potentially 
of their investments. If they had the money to wait it out to weather the storm, once this passed, they could be making over a fifth percent, uh, over a fifth of the money they've invested. Sorry, so about 20, 25%, because the market always bounced back really well after the recession passes. And the only difference between these two kinds of people is one is prepared, one isn't. In life, you're either prepared or you're not. You have a plan or you don't. You're executing on said plan or you're not executing, right? It's all about choices. And so in chess, you have to make choices. Sometimes those choices result in wins. Sometimes they result in losses. Sometimes you advance. Sometimes you get swept under and you get knocked off the board. But if you think about it in the sense of a chess, let's imagine a chess board, you're the king piece. You say this pawn moves here, the bishop moves here, the rooks move here. And these are different components of your life. These are the different parts that advance. And the other side, that's just you. It's a different version of you, the version that you could be, the version that you could beat. And that's where you have to learn to fall in love with the competitive nature of being better than one's former self. In my opinion, that's one of the greatest joys in life is being able to be better than you were before. Looking back and saying, you know what, I am the hero of my of who I was five years ago. I'm that guy's hero. Me five years ago, I'm his hero. And you want to be able to say that in another five years, in another 10 years. Because that's a beautiful thing to say, to say that you progressed, that you did exactly what you set out to do. And you won't do that if you're not looking at game as more than just one day after another. So instead of wasting time and wondering what could be, now is the time to look at the board to create the life that you want to be living. And so as we relate this game of chess to the strategic thinking part, you got to look at what it is you want most and start building there. If you want fitness, you got to look and say, okay, I'm going to start working with a personal trainer and a nutrition coach. And I'm going to pay and write as many notes from both of these people. So that way, in three months, max, I'm able to do what they tell me to do without their guidance. And then from there, I'm going to create a a plan where I can easily kind of scale up over time, not taking it too hard, and make a system that works for me at a time that works for me. That's a simple two, three-step process. And now you're getting in the door. And you start doing this for fitness. And then in personal, you say, all right, I'm not really improving myself. I'm not consuming more knowledge. Let's try reading one page a day. And that one page a day in three weeks is going to turn into five pages a day. And then after that, I'm going to try six pages a week, seven pages a week, eight pages a week. Once I'm starting to read a little bit more and I've been able to get down to down, uh, up to 15 pages per day, I want to start going to one conference every quarter of a year. And then every, uh, let's say, two times a quarter a year. And so now you're scaling. And then you look back after the year, and now you've been to seven networking events, and you've read over seven books. And you're like, wow, the little things really add up. But because I was strategic and I let things lead to another and never become an end within themselves, but rather a means to an end, 
I'm able to grow quicker and better and faster. And you start creating the life that you want. Again, that's what we're all about here is creating the life that is meaningful to you, the life that you want, the life that you desire, and the life that helps you live on your own terms. Becoming the hero of your own story is a journey. It's a process which you must enjoy because if you don't, nothing else will come as close to being as fulfilling as seeing yourself become the one person you've always admired. Being the person that you admire, being the person that you love, everything that has shaped you into who you are today and who you will become is the greatest gift you have been given. And so to tap into that, you have to organize your life, get your bases in check, get your different areas of life in check, clean up your acts, and then start planning ahead, start thinking strategically, start making decisions and seeing the outcome of those decisions and the further decisions and the further outcomes that will then be taken. Take charge of your life. Take charge of what you want to bear fruit. Take charge of what you want to manifest and make it your reality by executing on one plan, going all in on a calculated, well-thought-out plan and giving it everything you have to making sure it works and having the humbleness to know that it could all go wrong and the confidence to know that you will be okay. Gentlemen, we know how we close it out. Chase excellence, chase greatness, and chase the you from tomorrow. Thank you for listening to today's episode on the Gentleman's Atlas podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share this episode. Reach out to us at www.thegentlemansatlas.com and tell us what you'd like to see next. Your support is greatly appreciated and see you in the next episode.